Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It used to be 10%, now it's 20%. Keep that in mind, BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. Got two playoff games to recap from yesterday. Two more exciting games. But these series uh, are not so competitive. Competitive games, not so competitive series. You have the Tampa Bay Rays taking a 3-0 stranglehold on the Houston Astros and the ALCS. And you have the Atlanta Braves taking a 2-0 series lead against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That series, to me, I still think is probably far from over. And we will discuss both those games. Lots of intriguing stuff happening. But before I do that, I do want to talk about the Tigers. Uh, This is still a Tigers podcast. After all, I've kind of been against talking about them lately because there hasn't been a ton of news. But despite the fact that it seems like it was forever ago, the Tigers are still without a manager. Ron Gardenhire did retire a few games, what was it, 10 days before the season officially came to an end. Lloyd McClendon took over as interim manager. Now the managerial search is on. This coming in from uh, Detroit News WXYZ ABC7 in Detroit on their website. It was reported by many different sources. This is just the one that I'm reading it on. The Detroit Tigers interviewed Dodgers first base coach George Lombard for their manager opening. The team's official reporter Jason Beck of MLB.com announced the news. Lombard is 45 years old and spent the last five seasons with the Dodgers. He played six seasons in the majors including a stint with the Tigers in 2002. Look, coming from the Dodgers organization, and I'm going to be spending some time here uh, pretty soon criticizing the Los Angeles Dodgers, especially if they end up coughing up this NLCS against those very talented Braves. But with that said, organizationally, they're like flawless. They do an unbelievable job of producing talent, not just in terms of players, but in terms of front office, in terms of managers, in terms of scouts. Like they are truly an assembly line. It's one of the best run organizations in the regular season in all of sports. Look, I'll just look at it from this this viewpoint. If the Tigers hired George Lombard, what would my reaction be and what would the fans' reaction be? My reaction would be fine. Like I, I, like I said, there's one guy who I think would be a home run hire. That's A.J. Hinch. There's one guy who I would be adamantly against. That's Lloyd McClendon. Everybody else kind of falls in a huge middle section of this spectrum. But uh, George Lombard would be much closer to A.J. Hinch than he would be to Lloyd McClendon. Guys, he's young, 45. And I, that, that to me makes a big difference. Because I, I want a guy here who's going to be here for the long haul. Because I, I think what the issue with Garden Hire, and I get why they made the hire, it made sense technically at the time, but it was very obvious Gardy was not the long-term answer here. I want a guy who's going to be here for the rest of this rebuild, hopefully it doesn't last much longer, and into what will hopefully be a successful stint of Tigers baseball. I don't want a guy, you know, and I, I like Leland, but I don't want a, a Jim Leland here right now, a guy who's maybe only going to be here for four or five years before he retires. I don't want, and this is a rumor going around about the Chicago White Sox, I don't want a Tony LaRusa, a guy who's kind of been in and out of retirement for the last 10 years or so. I want a guy who's going to be here long term, and, and for that reason, George Lombard, Lombard's age at 45 makes this a potentially very intriguing hire. He's a young guy. Been with the Dodgers, like I said, a very successful organization in their own right. Would not be against it. You know, do I think they'll hire him? I don't know. I, I it's a weird time because typically, 
and I give the Tigers credit for doing this. I think typically this would be something that wouldn't happen until the end of the season, probably. But I think with Zoom meetings and, and teleconferences being what they are here in 2020, the possibility of interviewing someone like George Lombard, who's still employed by the Dodgers as they're playing in the National League Championship Series, uh, can be a thing. So we'll see what happens with it, but I would not be against the hire if it were to go down, I still think we got a long ways to go in this managerial search. So that's it for Tigers news. Moving on to what happened in baseball yesterday. We had two playoff games that went down. The first one, the NLCS Braves-Dodgers. The Braves won 8-7, to taking a 2-0 series lead in that best of seven. It was a crazy game. And for a minute there, I was... I was ready to eulogize the Los Angeles Dodgers. They looked so dead yesterday, down 7-0 in the seventh inning. I mean, they they looked completely done. They looked tired. They looked lethargic. And you have this team in the Braves who is just playing like they got something to prove. They are playing, they are playing right now like how the Dodgers should be playing. The Dodgers should be playing like a team with a tremendous chip on their shoulder, a team that found out last offseason, basically, that they had a World Series stolen from them, a team that has come up short so many times, so consistently in the postseason, and yet you see them approaching games with this rather blasé attitude. Now, there there was some bad news that broke for them before the game. Clayton Kershaw scratched because of back spasms. Made a ton of difference, and I know we make a lot of jokes about postseason Kershaw and what he's capable or, I guess, incapable of, but the fact of the matter is this guy, he still gives you innings. And to use, you know, Gonsolin, who's not necessarily, you know, your your game two guy, you know, following up Walker Bueller with Tony Gonsolin, it's it's not exactly what you're going for. And uh, it, it ended up costing him. Gonsolin was bad, four and third innings, five earned runs, did have seven strikeouts. On the other end, you had this Ian Anderson guy who had his weakest start of the postseason so far, only through four innings, and yet they were all scoreless innings and only gave up one hit. His command wasn't very good. He walked five. This thing was looking like it was going to be a complete blowout. Then Corey Seager hit a three-run shot in the bottom of the seventh. The Dodgers bounced back with four in the bottom of the ninth. Ozzie Albies made a horrible error on what would have been the last out of the game. And for a second, we were thinking, oh my God, are they going to blow this? I mean, this would be an all-time playoff collapse. Ultimately, the Braves went on to win the game. Uh, a ground out to Austin Riley ended it in the bottom of the ninth. I'm liking the Braves a lot. The Braves look really good. They look like the more talented team. They look like the more composed team. Their pitching is better. Their offense has been better. Not counting the Dodgers out right now simply because I think they woke up a little bit in Game 2 yesterday in the later innings, and I think we could see some carryover into Game 3 today. One thing about the Dodgers, though, and I, I tweeted this out, you know, they've played a lot of playoff series over the last eight years. You know, since they first won the division in, in 2013 and have gone on this incredible stretch of dominance in the National League West, they've played a lot of playoff series. There's only been one series that they've won in which they they won the series after falling behind 0-1, and that was 2018, the NLCS, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Besides that, they do not play well from behind. They've never won a series when they've been down 0-2, and they've even had several series in which they've been up and ended up blowing it. The 2017 World Series, prime example. Last year, a prime example against the Nationals. They got their backs against the wall, and this is a core that has proven that they don't necessarily play great when they have their backs against the wall. And typically, that would be a stat that I would look at and say, well, there's a lot of turnover, different teams, different players. Not necessarily the case. Like, the, the core of Dodgers players that are on the team right now, 
Jock Peterson, Kershaw, Seager, Bellinger. That core's been there for a long time now. They're veteran players. These are the same guys who have been there for a majority of the runs that they've made through the postseason over the last several years. So I think it's absolutely fair to say that they have completely failed to cut the cake and they've failed to come back in, in series in which they've fallen behind. They're, they got their work cut out for them. Absolutely, no doubt. They're in a lot of trouble. The Braves are looking like a team on a mission. You just wonder, and maybe we saw it a little bit in the later innings yesterday, but you got to think at some point, these injuries to the Braves pitching staff are going to get to them. You got to think at some point, they're going to fall apart a little bit. There's no way you would think that this is sustainable given what they've lost, and yet they just Keep on chugging like a choo-choo. Really uh, an awesome job that Brian Snickers done there, and a great job by those players rallying around would have been several pretty devastating pitching injuries. So that will do it for segment one. When I return, I'm going to recap game three of the ALCS that went down yesterday. Rays taking a 3-0 series lead on the Houston Astros. We'll be right back. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in today. As I said in the last segment, time to recap what was the second ball game yesterday. Game 3 of the ALCS. The Tampa Bay Rays have now taken a 3-0 series lead against the defending American League champion Houston Astros. I have a ton of Houston people who follow me on Twitter, and I, I love them, and I, I I understand their frustration. A lot of people have chalked up the Astros' run in this this series, not the, the run they've made up to this point, but just these three games as very unlucky. I've heard several people call the Rays very lucky. There's been one thing that I would say has been incredibly unlucky for the Houston Astros over the these last three games. That was last night in the ninth inning. Jose Altuve's check swing, which was not a check swing. Home plate umpire called it. That should be an absolute rule. If it's a check swing, I don't care what the circumstance is. Home plate umpire should check down the first baseline and ask the first base ump if, if the batter went around. That, to me, should absolutely be a necessity, especially in a situation like that. He didn't go that was bad luck. Besides that, the fact is the reason why the Rays are playing so well is because they have a team that is very smart and very fundamentally sound. That defense is unbelievable. I'm not the only person to say this, nor will I be the last. The defensive clinic the Tampa Bay Rays have put on over the last three days is unlike anything that I have ever seen in postseason baseball. That outfield with Margot and Kiermaier and Renfro is is monstrous. You can't get anything by them. And I mentioned the other day that this Rays team reminds me of the Kansas City Royals in 2015, but what they're reminding me of right now is actually the Royals in 2014 when they played the Orioles in the ALCS, and the Orioles were having hard-hit balls hit into the outfield, and Lorenzo Cain and Drod Dyson and Alex Gordon were just running down everything and just wrecking Baltimore's dreams. That's what you're getting. The the Astros are getting into these high leverage situations. Runners on base, two outs, one out, nobody out. 
Every single time that has happened, the Rays have found a way to pitch around it. Every single time it's happened, Rays' defense has found a way to make the plays that the Astros have been unable to make. Jose Altuve cost them more runs again yesterday. He's got the yips at second base. That's obviously been a a hotly contested, much-talked-about storyline here in the ALCS. Uh, He picked a bad time for it. You know, I mentioned yesterday that I think it's it's obviously much more psychological. I think the impact of this season has caught up to Jose Altuve. I think we saw it in the regular season. I Look, do I think that, and again, we, we do have to say, and I'm sorry to talk over myself here and, and keep kind of interrupting myself, but I do have to go back to this. There's obviously no evidence to support that the Astros cheated following the 2017 season. I know a lot of people have their suspicion, but let's let's run with that just for a second, just for the sake of argument. Let's say that the Astros cheated each year 2017 to 2019. Jose Altuve was a great hitter before then, and I'm pretty darn sure he was going to be a great hitter after that. I do not believe in the idea that the Jose Altuve we've seen here in 2020 is the Jose Altuve that we're going to see the remainder of his career. I think that a whole lot of his struggles can be explained mentally. I think he has taken the brunt of this criticism, which is strange to me because Jose Altuve was legitimately a great hitter before the trash cans. Like, you could make the argument, if you would think if one guy was really going to get the brunt of this criticism, it would be Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman, you know, almost won the MVP last year, got called up in 2017, or actually in 2016, but in 2017 really kind of came into his own. Like, that was a guy who you could look at and say he only succeeded because of the cheating. I don't believe that. I got to throw that out there. I don't know. I don't think they cheated in 2018 or 2019. I'm just doing this for the sake of argument. And yet, Jose Altuve has been the guy who's gotten the brunt of the hate, the brunt of the criticism. I think it's gotten to him. And I think we've seen that in this ALCS with him getting the yips and making several errors, each one of them costing his team runs and costing his de- his team the game, quite honestly. There is something to be said about a baseball team that just refuses to beat themselves. And that's what we've seen by the Tampa Bay Rays here. When they've needed big hits, they've gotten big hits. When they've needed great defense, boy, oh boy, have they gotten great defense. It's not like it's been completely easy. I mean, especially in the late innings yesterday, the Astros with what is still a lethal lineup, getting guys on base late in games, just found ways to pitch around it. It is really a remarkable thing that the Tampa Bay Rays are doing. And I'm going to continue to sing their praises. The Rays... Given that their circumstances, given where they are in the baseball world, you know that great line in Moneyball when Brad Pitt was like, there's rich teams, there's poor teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, then there's Oakland. He should have said, then there's 50 feet of crap, then there's Oakland, then there's 50 feet of more crap, and then there's Tampa Bay. 28th highest payroll in baseball. They play in a tin can, obviously. Uh, They didn't have to worry about attendance here in uh, 2020, but still, you know, they play in a crappy stadium, little fanfare, low payroll. I don't care if they were the one seed coming into this series. The Tampa Bay Rays are forever a perpetual underdog, the same way that the Royals were in 2014 and 2015, the same way that the A's always are, and yet they are one win away from going to the World Series, and they're going to... I would be shocked if they don't win game four today. I would I'd be stunned. They got Glass now on the mound. You got Grinky going for the Astros, who, unless he turns the clock back several years, I don't think is going to deliver today. I mean, maybe he'll pitch well. I don't think he's particularly healthy, and I like Grinky a lot. I think Zach Grinky's a Hall of Fame pitcher, but what I got last night from the Astros, especially, you could see their body language near the end of that game. They put in good at-bats. They've had hard-hit balls. Like, they've gotten runners on base. They're just not getting guys in, and I see a team that's 
pretty darn demoralized. And it, the looks in their eyes are the same looks I'm, I saw from the New York Yankees in 2012 when they played the Tigers. Tampa Bay Rays on the verge of something really extraordinary, and I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't really happy for them. I'm not somebody who despises or hates on the Astros the way some other people do, though I get it. I just really like watching this Rays team play. I like how they go about their business. I think it's a great story. So that will do it. For today's show, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find the link to my YouTube page. Go subscribe to that. Just posted a movie review for the film Tenet, which I saw last weekend. And uh, oh, also, you can follow this show on Twitter, of course, at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, five-star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening everybody i will be right back here tomorrow to recap a few more games have a great rest of your day and go tigers